Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Always a privilege sitting in for the great Charlie James as he takes some time off. I'll be here all week with you. And on Monday, New Year's Day, I'll be here. And then Charlie will return. Turns. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Rumble, Heidi Hair Show, Heidi Hair Show, Heidi Hair Show. Um, but always happy to be here with you. Common Sense Retirement Planning text line open always. 71307, 71307. Apparently in Baltimore, they've got a new program now. Uh, and now, by the way, this is not just Baltimore. All over the country, they're trying to make police departments more woke more sensitive to the needs of the community, as if these police officers who put their butts on the line every single day for the worst in society aren't already like that. I know a lot of cops, and God bless them, they have you know more patience than I would with some of these folks. Because remember, when you see a police officer, it's generally not on your best day. Can we all agree on that? Right? Like, when's the last time I had a police officer at my home? Well, I had a police officer at my home last year with my father in-law passed away at our home and we had to have the police come and after the fire department left the police came and the coroner came and you know when they walk in the house it's not your best day when they see you at a traffic uh you had some accident or something and hopefully everybody's okay it's a fender bender you're bummed because your car's been wrecked it's not your best day or they're pulling you over because you're acting a fool it's not your best day and they they're not delivering flowers not that they don't do, you know, happy things once in a while. Sometimes they deliver babies and whatnot. But still, you get my point. So the, the Baltimore Police Department recently started requiring its members to complete a program, listen to this, on emotional regulation. Emotional regulation that uses video as a learning tool and teaches them the basics of brain science by examining the relationship between thoughts, feelings, and actions. I have a friend whose husband used to work for a pretty woke company, and he would have to sit through, he's a white guy, and he would have to sit through meetings constantly that were put on by the company, basically telling him he was a bad guy because he was a white guy. It was crazy. Ultimately, he left there. But, I mean, you know, this is what, you know, really? Cops have to spend time doing this? By the way... In uh, there was apparently a video that that became viral a while back, when a police officer in Baltimore uh, was talking to a teenager. Here's what the, the teenager ignored orders to stop skateboarding, and he called the officer dude. And the officer said, "Obviously, your parents don't put a foot in your butt quite enough because you don't understand the meaning of respect." And in 2007, that happened. The police officer lost his job lost his job for telling a kid to have some respect.
And when I looked at the story this morning, I was talking to my husband about it. I thought, when I was a kid, if I had smarted off to a cop, I was raised to respect them. Now, cops are people. They're not all perfect. I get it. Nobody is. But I was taught that's a person you can trust, A, you know, like if you're lost or something like that, the black and white, you can go there and, and you know, you can trust them. And, and I was taught that you have to respect people. You have to respect your teachers. If I smarted off to a teacher, I'd have had trouble at home. That's how it's supposed to be. But kids today, a lot of parents don't teach respect. And that's why your kid winds up over the hood of a cruiser because they're mouthing off to the cops because they don't respect anybody at home. They talk to you like you're a dog. They talk to your uh, daddy of the week like he's a dog because you don't really have a father in the home. And the kids have no respect for anybody, including themselves. And this is how it escalates. All he did was say, obviously, your parents don't put a foot in your butt quite often enough because you don't understand the meaning of respect. That's it. And he got fired for that. Who wants to be a cop? Somebody raise your hand. It's in Baltimore. So now we have to have training for the cops. Oh, brother. Oh, brother. So apparently there's this organization. By the way, remember Freddie Gray? He was the guy in 2015 who died from spinal injuries that were sustained in police custody. They don't know how in the van. There were people who believed he was hitting his head on the wall, and that's how it happened. They don't know for sure. They don't have video. But all the cops who were arrested, guess what? All acquitted. Yeah. Nobody got convicted of anything. I'll never forget that, by the way. The woman who was in charge of uh, the DA's office at the time, Marilyn Mosby, I can't remember what her actual title was, but she was the, the DA, functioning DA at the time. She stood out. It was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. She stood out in front of the courthouse, and she said she laid out the entire case, Okay, which is the dumbest thing in the world to do. She just wanted that attention. We're, officers did this, they did that, they did this, they did that. And if I was a defense attorney... I'm watching that tape and I'm going to go, uh-huh, we're going to disprove that. We're going to disprove that. We're going to disprove that. Uh, I, I'm literally, I would be taking notes. I'm not an attorney and I couldn't believe what she did. And I know the DA in Vegas who prosecuted and finally put OJ Simpson in jail. He wouldn't come on the air. He wouldn't come on the air and talk to anybody until the whole thing was done. He didn't go out and do a press conference. Oh, we're going to, here's what we're going to prove Mr. Simpson did. No, 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 no. None of these people got convicted. None of these cops in the Freddie Gray case. None of them. It was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen with Marilyn Mosby at the time. <laughs> I could. <laughs> anyway, so they're, they've got what they call an eight hour rewire course which is now required of all Baltimore police officers. I'm sure it's just slightly more fun than traffic school. <laughs> Major Derek Leffler, who oversees training and education for the Baltimore Police Department, says understanding that common ground, apparently common ground between, you know, the people on the streets and the cops, helps officers relate to members of the public. Huh? What? Oh, brother. They're taught in this course about the top brain, where reason prevails, leading to slower, more careful decision-making. Okay, that's what we need. More careful, slower decision-making when somebody's pointing a gun or a knife at you. That's what we need. I mean, this is what's being taught in police departments. <laughs> and by the way, why don't, go, why don't we go to neighborhoods and talk to these kids about having some respect for anyone? The cops, their parents, each other, their neighbors, anyone. We don't. 
So the class of officers was told, today's an invitation for you to learn something that can help you personally and professionally. Law enforcement is different today. Every single thing's being recorded. That's true. But the difference is not only everything's being recorded, but the difference is that cops are considered guilty before they're ever cleared of anything. Even if something's recorded, you don't necessarily see the entire situation. And we all know now we're hearing about George Floyd. That documentary just came out a couple weeks ago. If you haven't seen it, it's a fall of Minneapolis worth watching. Um, you know, we're in, you know, we're, we're, you're automatically considered guilty as a cop. It's terrible. I mean, it, it's not, it's not that different than being a parent sometimes, you know, you're at a, a parent, your kid is on your last nerve. And you're at Walmart or something, you know, you worked all day or you've been with your kid all day and they're, they need a nap and everybody's crabby and hungry and this and that. And they're just on your last nerve and you turn around and you just tell them off and people are quick to go, oh my gosh, what a terrible parent. You don't know the whole day. You don't know what's been going on all day long. You get a tiny snapshot of my day with my kid. I love my child. I take good care of my child. My kid's on my last nerves. It happens. (laughs) You get a snapshot. But this person who's teaching the class, he says, we have to learn how to separate the person from the behavior. What? What? Separate the person from the behavior? You mean separate the person from the knife or the gun or whatever they're doing? You can't separate the person from the behavior sometimes. What kind of nonsense is this that they're teaching the cops? No wonder nobody wants to be a cop anymore. Oh, brother. This could mean dismantling stereotypes, such as assuming everyone in a certain neighborhood's a drug dealer, according to Sergeant Amy Strand. I don't think everyone's a drug dealer in a neighborhood. I don't think any cop does either. I know cops who've worked in very tough neighborhoods, and, and they don't judge everybody. They know the good people in the neighborhoods who are just trying to get by versus the ones who are trying to victimize them. <laughs> I, I just, <laughs> I mean, why would you expect anybody to be a cop anymore? Why would anybody want to be a cop? When they want to have you, you know, you've got to separate the person from the situation. Okay, as soon as I separate the person from the knife, how about that? <laughs> Brother. I'm Heidi Harris, in for Charlie James. Text line is always open, 71307. 71307, and the GS Plumbing Talk line is open at 800-905-0989. Coming right back. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Good evening. Always a privilege sitting in for the great Charlie James. He returns on Tuesday. I'll be in for him all week. So, hey, you get the whole week of me. Message lines always open. Common Sense Retirement Planning text line 71307-71307. Yeah, that's crazy. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Rumble at Heidi Hair Show, Heidi Hair Show, Heidi Hair Show, Heidi Hair Show, Heidi Hair Show. I'm looking at some news here of the AP. Nikki Haley has bet her 2024 bid on South Carolina. Has she been in town? Has she? I know she hasn't done Tara's show because she's terrified to do that. Uh, has she been in South Carolina much? Anybody? Uh, I'm seeing that. Yeah. Uh, Nikki Haley, it says, has bet her 2024 bid on South Carolina, but much of her home state leans toward Trump. That's no surprise. That's <laughs> from the AP. Uh, yeah, right. I mean, every time I do Charlie's show or Tara's show, uh, y'all just don't like Nikki Haley. And I can understand you're concerned. You don't want her to send your kids to war. Not hers, yours, of course. But um, AP saying Nikki Haley's home state has shifted closer to Trump in the near decade since she last ran for state office, threatening her ability to tap into her local roots to notch the victory she has promised. Right. And if she doesn't, but you know, hey, listen, Kamala Harris couldn't win California. And she's the vice president, so you never know what will happen. I don't think Trump will make Nikki Haley as vice president. I, I'm going to bet against that. I don't think there's any chance he does that. Matt Moore, former state GOP chairman in South Carolina, says 10 years is an eternity when all politics are national. Trump tapped into thousands of low-frequency voters who have reshaped South Carolina politics. Many of them weren't focused on state-level issues prior or even now. I mean, once again, these are, you know, but every time I, you know, well, the talk radio listeners are a very good gauge of what people are concerned about. And, you know, they want conservatives and they want people to get back in there and make a difference. They don't want the same old, same old. And, you know, I think a lot of what it comes down to with voters, especially conservatives, they're tired of being told who to vote for. They're just sick of it. You know, this is the person you have to vote for now. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be Jeb Bush or it's going to be, uh, you know, Marco Rubio or it's going to be some. It's going to be anybody but Trump. Can't be Trump. I remember in 2015 talking to a very well-placed Republican woman in uh, Nevada. And she said, well, Trump's not a serious candidate. You know, when this is when first announced, he's not a serious candidate. <laughs> And she's a smart woman, but I mean, who, who saw that coming? A lot of people knew he was popular and a lot of people liked him, but a lot of people had no idea this guy was going to not only run, but win. And it's too bad because if there were so many, there, there were so many people who were against him in his inner circle, you know, I mean, there's always jockeying for position 
when you get into the White House, you become part of the staff or whatever. There are always people trying to crawl over the top of each other and stab each other in the back because they want to be the most powerful one. They want to be the one who gets your ear the most. You know, we all know how that goes, right? That, that goes for any business. But Trump had so many people actively trying to screw him over. And I'm sure every president does, but it seemed to be a larger number under Trump. And mostly it was because they, you know, even those who sucked up to him to get into the White House, you know, the Chris Christie's of the world, even those who sucked up didn't, you know, they really didn't have his best interests at heart. They just used him and tried to suck up to him so they could benefit themselves politically. And that's what he had to deal with. And the poor guy, you know, I mean, he, he's amazingly tough for what he's had to deal with from all these people. Of course, you have to be tough to be a president, but the, the, the people who were against him and just would never let him do anything. And the vicious press corps and, and the, the free pass that Biden gets with the press corps and all these things. I mean, Trump was out there facing them down every day. And we don't even know where Biden is. On vacation somewhere. I mean, he is an absentee president. Everybody knows that. He's not running the country. And the idea that anybody, anybody, anywhere would vote for him or think he was doing a good job is shocking to me. It's just amazing. So there, you know, I, I don't know what's going to happen with Nikki. I can't imagine her winning South Carolina. I can't imagine that being the issue, her being successful, especially because I know most of you guys don't like her. And, you know, you look at it and you say, hey, she's more of a neocon and she's turned against Trump and this and that. And, you know, when you're going to run for office, I don't know why so many people who are polling so far below him even bothered to attack him. Why would you bother? Now, if you look at Biden's approval rating as of yesterday, disapproval is 53%. Okay. I mean, but that goes to... <laughs> 45% of the people in this country still think Biden's doing a good job. Where are these people? Somebody tell me. And in the presidential nomination, as of this week, Trump's at 51%. DeSantis is at 9 Haley's at 13 But, you know, realistically, we don't know what's going to happen. Is Trump, you know, hopefully Trump's health holds and everything else. I mean, he's not a young man. He's in great shape for what he's doing. I don't mean great shape like he's ever done a sit-up, but he seems to be very healthy for his age and doing well, very uh, active, very vital. The schedule that he keeps is crazy. God bless him. But anything can happen. And so if something were to happen, he would take a bad turn for the worse. I mean, that's what we have to pay attention to when it comes to second. That's why I've watched all these debates. I know a lot of you just don't even care about the debates. I get it um, because, you know, you don't like these people. Well, yeah, but there's going to have to be somebody who's going to be in second place. Will somebody come in at the last minute? I don't know. I think the smart ones, you know, like Glenn Youngkin and people like that are waiting. They're not going to run now. They're going to wait until Trump is out of the way, either, you know, in the White House, done with the White House, whatever. They'll come in later. He might be a good vice presidential pick for Trump, to tell you the truth. I mean, he's done some great things. I know he some disappointments in this last uh, election that they had, but he's, you know, he's a very impressive guy. He'd be a good guy. But, you know, once again, is it, do we need another white guy? I don't know. I don't, see, I don't care what color you are. You know, my objection to Tim Scott wasn't his color. I think he's got a great story and he seems like a very nice man. But when he couldn't answer a question, I remember when he was on that, I think it was the Iowa forum that he did with uh, Tucker. 
when Tucker was still on Fox, and he couldn't answer any questions. Any questions. Every time Tucker would ask him, and, and Tucker was easy on him. <laughs> he just asked, was just asked him a question, let him talk, and he would just revert every time back to talking points. Could not answer a question. I was actually very disappointed in that. He's got a great story. Seems like a likable guy, but you got to answer some questions, bud. I don't care what color you are. I don't care if you're a woman or a man. You got to be able to answer some questions. And at this point, uh, you know, hmm. it's going to be an interesting uh, couple of months, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Text line's always open. Common Sense Retirement text line 71307. I'm Heidi Harris in for Charlie James. All right, because we're live and we like craziness, because if we didn't like craziness, we wouldn't uh, be doing radio for a living, right? I just got tipped off by a nice listener that John Solomon, who runs the website justthenews.com, which, uh, by the way, is a great website, uh, did an interview with Trump, I think, today. And I'm going to play the part where he talked about Nikki Haley. So we're doing this on the fly here just found this so we're going to play this for you and uh, this will be trump's comments about nikki haley and ron DeSantis. go ahead will thanks of what we are in terms of payment to uh, you know it's in terms of payment right with regard Whatever with regard we'll to ukraine we have, uh, so we're we'll in for perhaps 200 billion it could be more nobody really even knows the I number and they're in for a tiny <laughs> fraction of that very we'll unfair we'll i say they have to equalize and there if they go. don't equalize uh, the United States cannot okay. keep doing Just back this. It up a the United bit States owes thirty-six trillion dollars. They can't keep doing well, that's, this. That's fine. Right yeah, there is good. Right there, just, yeah, just go, go with so that. I want to turn to the campaign. You're just a couple of weeks from the first votes being cast in Iowa at the caucuses. You have a commanding lead. The press is bored because you're so far in the lead. They were suggesting you might be considering uh, Nikki Haley as a vice president. I want you to t answer that. What are you considering her? And second of all, what you want the American people to know about her record on the border, on taxes, on spending, and on entitlement? Well, Nikki, I know very well, and I actually got along with her very well, and right. she wasn't going to run. She said I was a great president, and she would not run as long as I ran, and, you know, that's famous. That's documented <laughs> with her statements. It's on about 15 tapes and, you know, broadcast all over the place. And then one day she decided to run. So, you know, I, I thought that was somewhat disloyal, not nearly as disloyal as Ron DeSanctimonious, who I got elected. And uh, then he, you know, ran. So that was, and he looks, he's crashed and burned. And, uh, you know, she's way behind. She's like 50, 60 points behind me. But if she goes up one point, they say she surges. You know, in the last poll, I went up seven points to right. almost 70, and which is hard because I have very little points to go up. You know, it's, they've been used, right? They've been taken yeah. already. But I went up seven points. She went up three points, and he went down a couple of points. But because she went up three points okay. and he went down, they said she surged, that Nikki Haley surged. But she didn't surge against me. She surged against uh, Ron. But the point is that, look, I know her very well. I actually got along with her very well. As you know, she left at a nice ceremony at the White House, you know, right. the Oval Office. It was very nice. Right. She said terrific things about me. She said he's a great president. And then she decided out of nowhere to run. So I was a little bit surprised at that, but that's a politician. Uh, no, I'm not considering anybody at this time, Jen. Look, I want to win. And one thing I will say, and I've watched this for a long time, 
the vice president has virtually no impact. You could go back all throughout history. Whoever the choice of vice president is has virtually no impact as to who is uh, going to get a nomination or get elected. It's an amazing yeah. thing, actually. Surprising. Yeah. So okay, for you, the most you. important Appreciate thing is that. someone that could take the reins and, and do it. That's but it, uh, John really Solomon, uh, Just the News, doing an interview with Trump. So it was interesting because a listener texted me and said, oh, he just said he won't pick Vic Nikki. He didn't say that. Did you hear that? I didn't hear that. He didn't say that. He did not say that. <laughs> so we'll see, won't we? Yeah. Interesting. I think you left the door open. Honestly, I do. What do you guys think? Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is open to 71307, 71307. It's, you know, he said, what, two, three times, I get along with her really well. Got along with her really well. She said I was a great president. I didn't hear him say, there's no way I'd pick that witch. I'm not calling her a witch. I'm just saying, throwing that out there. I'm not calling her a witch. I don't know her. But it, I didn't get that from him at all. Interesting, huh? <laughs> Interesting. He sounds to me... In that brief period that we heard, sounds to me as if he's more mad at, much more angry at Ron DeSantis than he is Nikki Haley. You know, and, and I get it because you know he's gone after Trump a lot. I'd be pretty mad too if I'd done a lot to help somebody and they turned on me like that. I mean, it happens. We've all been there, but I would certainly be unhappy about that, especially when he felt as if Ron DeSantis would not have won the governor's race had he not been there to help him out. He wasn't doing well, and he came in at the last minute and helped him. And, and, and Trump did that with Mitt Romney, too. Talk about an ungrateful, I can't use the words I want to on the radio. Mitt Romney, I mean, I'm not even going to waste my time talking about him, but you know the deal. He was begging Trump to come help him get elected and then turned on him. Just an absolute weasel. A complete, you know, I, I have more respect for people who don't like somebody and stand by it than the people who love you one minute, hate you the next, and they all do it for, you know, for expedient reasons. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'll benefit from this if I hate you. Oh, I love you. No, I hate you. I mean, you know, everybody knows that politics is like that. But I have more respect for the people who decide they don't like you, and that's it. They stand by their point of view. But it doesn't happen that often. All right, we'll get back to the text line here coming up. And don't forget the social if you want to connect with the station, socials for Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, 989-WORD, 989-WORD. And the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is always open. What you think about what Trump had to say? I did not hear President Trump saying he would not pick Nikki. I did not hear that. 71307, 71307. I'm Heidi Harris in for Charlie James. Coming right back. Hey, here's my question. Would you watch AI if it were a newscast, you know, like a TV newscast, some robot? Uh, you probably all seen the video. Somebody came up with a compilation one time of all these different anchors all over the country saying the exact same things, exact same headlines. And they were, they were live people, but they're being told what to say, right? The reason I mention this is because there's going to be a thing called Channel One now that apparently is going to be doing... Uh, it's a Los Angeles-based, and they're going to be doing AI 
news, basically. They just create these fake people and they do AI news. So this is just the audio version of the little promo that they put out about this. I'm curious as to your response to this. Go ahead, Will. And welcome to Channel One, a new way of consuming, reporting, and thinking about the news powered by artificial intelligence, all presented by our team of AI-generated reporters. Maybe you hear the words artificial intelligence and you're immediately skeptical or concerned about technology gone crazy. But everything you'll see on Channel One relies on trusted sources and fact-checking. Let's start with our reporters. You can hear us and see our lips moving. But no one was recorded saying what we're all saying. I'm powered by sophisticated systems behind the scenes. And I can speak in any language. Ya paradigma, afti distigmi milaw stylinika. O kung pinapanood mo ako mula sa Maynila, marunong ako magsalita ng Filipino. Yan at kung tamirpes at tiriyum indriningal yugi tirkamartirkal indrinan nambugirin. Hello, and welcome to Channel One. <laughs> okay, are you ready for that? I'm just curious. Is that something you're... Does anybody even watch TV news anymore? I can't tell you the last time I turned on local TV news. I don't watch it. I have a phone and I get the stories. I don't need you to spend 10 minutes telling me. Just give me the story. I can read it in 10 seconds and decide if it's something I care to read more about or look more into or whatever. I don't need, you, you know, most people don't watch more than the first few minutes of local news anyway, do they? But it's... Um... <laughs> Who wants who wants this AI stuff? Does it really matter though? I mean, think about it this way. If you put AI, for example, on some of the left-leaning networks, what would you get? You get a bunch of people complaining about Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, right? And if you put the AI on with the right-handed twist, all you'd hear about was Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden. That's why I can't take it anymore. A lot of the stuff. I can't take it. Is this predictable? You know what you're going to hear. That's why a lot of people aren't watching it. But can you even imagine? Uh, it, it's just funny the way they do it now. You feel like everybody's reading from the same sheet of music. And the things that they're not allowed to say. That you know, I have a friend who wrote for news in my town. And she, she said it drove her crazy even early on in the, the COVID thing. And she'd have a story about somebody having some reaction or something. And they wouldn't let her use it. They'd never let her run it about anything that was even that anything that con was contrary to the company line on covid get your shot stay indoors stay home you know i you know they're going to try to shut us down again under the guise probably of saving the planet or something else you know they're going to do that and what frustrated me the most about the last shutdown was we were not all in it together. We were never all in it together because there were people who were sitting home, the laptop liberals sitting home typing away their little columns, virtue signaling people. I had members of my family doing that, telling everybody else to stay home while they were still either making money from investments or uh, pensions or whatever else, but they didn't want anybody who was 35 and trying to keep their home to actually go out and work. Oh, no, no, you need to stay home. Why? I have to survive here. I ha you already got yours. I'm trying to keep mine, and you want me to stay home. That was one of the most frustrating aspects of the COVID response. Texture says it can't be more, the AI can't be more mistrusted than what we have now. Right. And you notice how the AI station says, <laughs> they say, oh, well, this will be coming from trusted sources. The trusted sources that told us what? Two weeks to flatten the curve? Safe and effective? 
didn't come from Wuhan or it came from some bat? <laughs> right? I mean, does anybody believe anything they say anymore? I've always been suspicious about most of it, but you know, when they know, we know they have a slant and they're going to put out their point of view and they don't really care what the facts are. They don't care. I remember years ago when I was in, in Vegas, on the air in Vegas, and I was taking on Harry Reid because he was lying in his ad for re-election. He was lying and saying that the mob had gone after him and had targeted his family and tried to blow up his car. And I just happened to know the guy who was a mobster who was the guy who would have done that in Vegas at the time. He worked for Tony Spilatro, and he would have, if, if they wanted Harry Reid dead, this guy would have been the one to kill him. And he said, he said, no, he said, Harry Reid wasn't on our radar. He said, if I wanted Harry Reid dead, he'd be dead. And this guy had actually blown people up. I'm not defending this, okay? But he'd actually blown people up with car bombs and things. He knew how to do it. And Harry tried to say some stupid little wire hanging out of his car. Anyway, I won't bore you with all the details other than to say that Harry was lying about it. And I had the local newspaper reporter. There were like seven, eight, ten articles, even national ones, written about me taking him on like that. I'm just, I'm just asking questions. I asked a lot of people at the time that who were, you know, older than I was at the time. He claimed this, and, and they said, "I don't even know what he's talking about." All right, and there, there was nothing there. I had a reporter from the local newspaper call me up, screaming at me on the phone screaming at me just for asking questions, just for saying, hey, nobody I know remembers this. I don't know what he's talking about. This hitman tells me he didn't, he didn't care about Harry Reid. It was hilarious. And I, the more I, you know, I just felt like the rock in their shoe. I just thought it was funny more than anything else that he was called on it. Nobody else called him on it. I did. I had a local anchor woman get in my face about it. She was mad because I dared to question her king, Harry Reid. That's what I'm saying. They don't want the truth. They should have had, the, I had the mobster on. They should have called him and had him on. That's what they should have done, but they, didn't, they don't care. See, they have a point of view. They have an agenda they're pushing. We all know it. And they're not going to let anything that distracts from that agenda be presented. We all know what's happening. They try to silence you. I mean, YouTube kicked me off. YouTube took my whole channel down, which I didn't really spend a lot of time on, but they took it down because I did a video of the five reasons that I didn't get the shot. Not telling anybody else not to get a shot. I would never tell anybody else what to do with their medicine, any kind of medical treatment. I would never do that. I put my five reasons for not getting the shot and they shut my YouTube down. Not only did YouTube do it, but Vimeo did it too. They don't want another point of view. They don't like it if you ask questions. We all know the truth on it. So when AI tries to say, Oh, well, we're going to have trusted sources. <laughs> no, they're not. Texter, pay attention. Heidi, they're going to start a boots on the ground war and they'll push for a pause in the election cycle. You know what? I wouldn't be surprised. And it's funny because I've been reading a book recently about the carpetbaggers who came down south after the Civil War. And <laughs> a couple of people tried to stop elections back then. You know, like, we don't want to vote for a new governor yet because, you know, it's nothing new. Nothing new in human history, but it's pretty funny. So listen, I'll be here all week. 
and for Charlie James, which is always a privilege. So be sure and uh, join me tomorrow afternoon. And don't forget to stay tuned for Mark Levin. You can follow me, Heidi Harris Show, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Rumble. If you want to see that video about why I didn't take the shot, but you know, can or can't. Heidi Hair Show, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Rumble. I will see you all tomorrow. Thank you, Will, for another stellar job. I so appreciate it. Uh, if you want to follow the station, of course, 989Word at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and be sure and stay informed and check out 989Word.com. And I will see you guys all tomorrow. Stay tuned for Mark Levin, and don't forget my girl Tara in the morning. Thanks, guys. See you then. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.